Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truth and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. And we do welcome you to our podcast, All About Relationships, episode number 125. Glad to have you with us. We're so glad. And you know what? We are going mm-hmm. to actually continue with last week's topic. Yeah. A lot of you reached out and let us know that it was one of the best you've heard as far as topics and just really giving you some great information. For me, I found that extremely, I was curious. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So, but I would also interpret it this way that there was enough content that was extremely applicable. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's, that's what I want. It, yes. You know, within these podcasts is I can't afford for it to just be theoretical, but it <laughs> needs to really it you has know, to work. land home and, and it has to work. It has to work and it has to be topics that apply to what you need all the time. And mm-hmm. I think that's why be respond ability is general enough that it really works with all of our relationships. Yeah. You know that we use that term over and over again of personal responsibility. We yes. believe in it just so very, very much yes, because do. the only one that I'm really responsible yes. for is me. I, I remember, Bob, when I we had a couple here in our office and when they had we had them look at each other and, and have them say to each other, you're not responsible for my feelings. I could feel them going, no, but, but, but you are, you know what I mean? And so it really is true. It's, it's a tough yeah. pill to swallow sometimes that yeah. I get to be really good at responding. Right, right. And as that little child, you know, yeah. that, you know, just, you know, makes a fist and, you know, grinds <laughs> his teeth and says, you make me so angry. Right, right. And I, I remember that, you know, we've all, you know, been that way. Of course. So again, those are the circumstances. So again, today we're going to continue, mm-hmm. you know, with that topic. But if you missed last week, I can't encourage you enough. Just go back and give it a listen. Yeah. And as we, as we really move towards part two of respondability, I'd like to talk about perfect conditions to be response, to be responsible and respondability, <laughs> respondable, <laughs> good at responding. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about conditions, yes, the external yes. as well as the internal. Exactly. Uh, before we jump to that, Audrey, uh, just a quick, um, you know, FYI, yeah. uh, we were, we had the privilege of uh, traveling to Texas recently, and you know, just last weekend, and I was given the honor to um, officiate a wedding, mm-hmm. uh, which for me is always a highlight. Yes, and so I'm just so very grateful, you know, to the entire family for inviting us in mm-hmm. and uh, just making us feel so warm and so welcomed and a part of their family. It was absolutely beautiful in every way. And so proud of this couple that have, you know, just really prioritized, you know, uh, you know, God, Preparation. In, God in their marriage. Yes. Really emphasize that. And this, this young couple we said from Texas, um, they actually took our course, the newlywed course mm-hmm. and which is our premarital course, but we called it the newlywed course so that if you didn't 
you get prepared in time, you can still do it if you're newlyweds. Well, that or if you're in your second or third marriage. Or if you feel mm-hmm. like being a newlywed, go yeah. ahead and take it's do just it. got a lot of questions It'll that help. people can ask each other and it's just some great foundational mm-hmm. help for your marriage. Anyway, they took the our newlywed course and then they started booking sessions with us, which turned into them inviting us and asking them to actually perform yeah. the wedding. Their their parents are yeah. our friends and yeah. it just turned out to be a great time. It was it was so fun because after the ceremony there was one you know moment in my message to the couple mm-hmm. you know that that the uh, attendants all kind of heard yes it was like a real hot topic because just you know this entire wedding was just the presence of god was just tangible yes. we've got these two people who love god and just want to really make this an incredible mm-hmm. sacred ceremonial moment mm-hmm. and bob you were speaking and you said okay remember like this is the first mm-hmm. day now yeah, as of, you're looking into each other's yes. eyes because I mean, it's a beautiful moment. It is. Mm-hmm. There she was in her beautiful. Oh, it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then I remember you said, "Remember when you look into each other's eyes? Remember, you are my gift. You're looking at your gift, not your problem. Exactly. And it was. I, I mean, what a beautiful <laughs> moment to be in. It's yes. just like, oh, you are perfect. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and yet you're gonna come across that day where <laughs> it's that, not gonna feel it like it feels like it's so tarnished. But just remember, yeah, you know that you are, are looking at my, your gift, yes. not your problem. And talk about perfect conditions. It was the perfect condition for mm-hmm. them to receive that because I mean they're having this holy, beautiful, yeah. and it wasn't the moment. first time they heard it. No, you are my gift. Mm-hmm. But then what happened was during the reception, so many people came up to Bob and said, "Wow, yeah. like." That, that was, was very convicting, convicting. convicting for me. <laughs> I have to remember that yeah. you're my gift. And, and I think that that applies to our kids, um, to our parents, to our mm. siblings. You're remember my gift. Your children our children are your Our gift. relationships, those yeah. are our gifts. Yeah. And that very pair of that lens, to look at our relationships through that lens, yeah. is just a great idea. Yeah, because here's what we all do. We all crave you know, a caring response yes, from one do. another. Yes. And we really simply just want to connect. Yeah. That's what we want in our relationships is mm-hmm. is connecting conversations. Yes. And you know, kindness. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. That kindness. But but I know that for you, Audrey, when we go to a restaurant, you're observing, you know, others around and, you know, most people are either on their phone but they're not engaged with one another and right. having connecting conversations. Yes. <laughs> and so I know that for you, that's a high priority, you know, yes. is that we're here together. Yes. Let's be together. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's look up conversation starters on our phones. If we have to, the only thing I want to use my phone for is to look up good conversation starters <laughs> <laughs> so that we can ask people generating questions that we've never asked before. Cause that's just a good right. idea. But when we engage in this, then yeah. we, then we're able to comfort each other. Yes. And then our efforts, you know, are just, it just feels as though it's working. But then Mm -hmm. when our efforts don't work, we become anxious. Yes. Which then can very easily then fuel anger. Yes. It's It's amazing how immediately it goes to that place of anger because all I want to do is have sweet and simple mm-hmm. and simply connect with you. Yeah. It's not working. I'm feeling this disconnect and it seems as though, you know, that anger level, you know, you know what it rise. is, Bob, it's stress. Stress comes in because you're feeling that, that, that uh, disconnect, the tension. Well, it's the, it's the anxiousness, yes. the anxiousness mm-hmm. and the tension. And then, then you can get irrational. Yeah. You know, then I'm, and 
then I'm going to immediately blame you. And yeah. now I'm irrational and it's your fault. Well, we end up fighting. Yes. And and we don't want that. No. Nope. Or we end up defending ourselves against the other person. Right. And when deep down inside, what you're honestly looking for. So behind this anger and behind this resistance, you know, behind this anxiety Mm -hmm. is actually someone who wants to connect with you. Yes. And um, everywhere we turn, we're we're meeting people like this, which that seem to have these insurmountable communication challenges. It's like, how come we end up blaming each other every time? It's because we haven't learned how to be experts in respondability. Yes. And that's why this is such an important topic Mm -hmm. because everyone's just wanting to alleviate the pain that's created by this disconnect and searching for relief. But um, we just believe that there's so much wisdom to be had and so much understanding. And you and I have learned this so much, even lessons in our own life of how we can really um, develop more and more personal responsibility, which obviously naturally results in respondability. Yeah, because we have an extremely loving relationship, but when it runs into trouble, mm-hmm. it seems as though that pain can quickly escalate and that anxiety begins to kick in. And we begin to touch each other in a um, what, what I would describe kind of an emotionally raw point. Yes. And it just kind of begins to touch that there. And all of a sudden we become extremely reactionary. Yes. And so we have to be able as couples to be able to learn how to step back and be a healing agent to one another. Okay. Rather than feeling as though I need to lash out, I need to fight, or I need to defend or isolate and pull back. And again, that fight and flight mode, you know, that we have. So what we want to do in today's podcast is just go that next step with regards to respondability. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take personal responsibility when I feel anxious mm-hmm. that I don't I don't need to defend myself, nor do I need to lash out at you, no, I'd blame because you. I'm, or mm-hmm. blame you because mm-hmm. I feel as though I'm in lack. Yep. So as we talk about this topic of respondability, I think it's important to differentiate between outside and inside conditions because okay. we want to have the best conditions and we don't always have them and we always we can't always control mm-hmm. our conditions especially our outside conditions um your tangible exterior out, exterior conditions they can be good or bad but what's most important as we develop this respondability is our inside condition right and I think it's important to differentiate between the two. Yes. All right. And we feel as though one may supersede or override, you know, another. Yeah. I mean, external conditions are very real. Yes. And and I think what we need to recognize is that they can be extremely limiting. Yes. Okay. Again, I, I'm not responsible, you know, for you. I can't necessarily make everybody in the room happier and nicer or kind to one another. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the external conditions or the temperature, you of know, the of the atmosphere mm-hmm. or the world is. Right. But what I can do is take responsibility for me and then be, uh, and then to have that respondability yeah. to others. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was actually just thinking about the fact that as we've been helping couples for many, 15, 20 years, 
when there is going to be a deep connecting conversation, we yeah. actually talk about exterior conditions and say, hey, if this is going to be an important conversation, make sure it's planned out where there is quietness and where is there no interruptions and where you're at a place where you're relaxed, you're, you're not, you know, so there are great conditions for having a really good right. connection. So I'm not angry. I'm not lashing right. out. I'm not having to defend. Right. But actually I I really do want to connect with you. Right. And so so we're not completely, you know, boohooing outside conditions. They're really good. Oh no, they're very real. But yeah. this is what I I wanted to finish is that they they are limiting. Yes. And we can't always or have limited. Them. I, I Again, they are what they are. Yeah. Okay, so I do want to be an influencer, but here's the thing. My inside condition is mm-hmm. limitless. Yeah. So the outside may be very limiting. Yes. And it's just like, you know, I'm not responsible for you. or You know, I'm not responsible uh, for the economic state of the world and what's going on all around. But for me, yeah. you know, I want to be faith, hope, and love. Yes. You know, I want to bring righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 want to, I, I want to bring, you know, an atmosphere of comfort and mm. safety to the relationship. Therefore, my inside condition is actually limitless. Yes. With God, I have limitless possibilities. Yeah, and and I'd like to talk about that process. You know, as we work on our inside condition and really develop that mm-hmm. and learn that, we find out in the end it has everything to do with fear and insecurity. And that is the basis or the soil for which all these other emotions come, the negativity, the, the um, stress, the anxiety. The, it all comes out of the core fears that seem to be our weak links mm-hmm. in, in our inside work, so to speak, our heart work. Yeah. And even when we, um, and, and when we work towards identifying limiting heart beliefs, um, that are kind of based in our fears and our, that, that bring out our insecurities. Now we can start to write new beliefs on our heart mm-hmm. in a very deep way. And that is the way that we can start mm-hmm. to develop our inside conditions. Yeah, it takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But as we work with couples, if we can help them to begin to identify, you know, some of their core fears. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are places in their life where they've been hurt you know, where they've been stepped on. These are some really uh, first introductions that have been very impactful in their heart and life. But then it becomes almost a filter through which I experience life. So Jesus says, I I really want to heal your broken heart. And when he does that, he begins to, you know, quench or or to put out the fires of my fears. And they could be inadequacy, losing control. They could be lack, vulnerability, change, abandonment, people, failure, missing out. I mean, there's so many of them, but typically, you know, there's a few that tend to be that weak weak link. And so then what you don't do is combat them with force or sheer determination, but rather this is where... God really, really wants to love me. So then what I'm doing is I'm taking responsibility for my inside condition. Yes. So that I can influence the outside. Probably one of the best ways we could help you guys um, just bring this home is to even just talk about me this morning, Bob. I just wanted to bring this up because um, this morning... Um, we were sitting outside and I started feeling uncomfortable for no good reason. 
um, be, I, I felt like you weren't talking very much and I was talking a bit <laughs> and I wasn't feeling a lot of responsiveness from you. Okay. So this happens. Yeah. I felt like you were quiet. And then what happens is one of my core fears is fear of people. And so that what happens in the fear of people is I want to feel accepted and approved. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to feel like we all like each other and we're super duper connected. Mm. And when we're not feeling that way, I, I can immediately get sensitive to that. So when you're not talking much, fear says, is Bob okay? Like, and if he's not okay, is this my fault? He's mighty quiet right now, but I don't want to judge him or talk to him. And then, you know, as close as we are, Bob, 38 years of marriage and we we consider ourselves like this relationship people, I could feel myself noticing myself getting nervous mm. and more confused. It's an anxious thought. Yeah. And more confused by the minute. And you know what? Nothing on the outside had happened between us. This was my inner heart condition and it gauges how safe and secure I loved, I feel, in that mm-hmm. moment. Like this yeah, is, so, but okay. In, for me, yeah. you know, I it was a nice, beautiful morning and sure we're just kind of just enjoying the day. Yeah. And I'm with you. Yes. I'm just not chatty. Right. Uh, you know, nothing's going on. TV nothing's is not. We're just together. Everything's good. Had a, There's no get, problems. There are no problems. Right. But then I hear from you. Um, I don't know if I should talk about this or not. Yeah. You know, I, what I approached I say? you. I said, I don't yeah. want, yeah, but I'm feeling nervous around She's you. Nervous. And then I begin to think, I'm oh, confused. Gosh. Now, what did I do? And you did you know? nothing. <laughs> like, I, I just want to invite you guys into this. What happens? And it was right. an insig- It was the teeniest thing. It was just, it felt like extreme quietness today. I don't know why, if I was extra sensitive it was a, it to was it. It was a morning off, which was kind of nice. Okay. So you were just. <laughs> Really yesterday not we talking. yesterday we talked for we, fourteen hours. Right, right. So, so of course, I, <laughs> I hope you're hearing just that how different Bob and I are. Yeah. But in that difference, on a day off, I just want to connect and talk, 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 talk. And Bob on a day off says, "Man, we talked enough yesterday to people that, you know, we can just not talk." Anyway, we got to it, but I was glad that. I could, it's always fear. I said, you know what, honey? There was insecurity in me that you weren't okay. And it made me nervous Mm. because I feel most safe with you, Bob, when you're happy. Mm -hmm. I feel most safe when I feel you really move, you know, moving towards me, just saying, how was your day? Did you have a good sleep? And just this Mm -hmm. gentle talking and just, just niceties, you know? Now here's the thing. I could have twisted this and made it all about me. Yes. Why are you attacking me? I haven't done anything wrong. Well, you did say, don't you believe the best in me? Yeah, I, said, I said, yes, I know, because I do. You're, you're thinking like there's something really wrong yeah, with me. Yeah, don't you so, believe the best in me? I'm like, yeah, I do. I don't know what's up with me. But this is the stuff okay, that overtiredness so, even does. Right. So what we want to do is yeah. help you mm-hmm. to heal in your relationships. Yes. To keep them strong because then they make us resilient. Yeah. So you can come like we can work really, really hard and then you can have this day of rest. But then we're safe in the relationship and we're actually resilient with one another. And so that that real sense of safety and love is extremely healing. Mm -hmm. So connection with people who love you and value you is the joy and the quality of life that you and I are actually looking for. Yes. And so how do we 
prepare ourselves because I'm thinking I've done so much hard work, but we're allowed to have a moment of weakness because we're human. So if I'm going to have a, a moment of weakness, it's probably going to go to some kind of an insecurity. And that is with generally with most people because mm-hmm. your core fear comes out in an insecurity. So then all I want to say is that when a person mm-hmm. is insecure, mm-hmm. okay, and you may feel as though they're being overly sensitive yep. and you want to defend yourself, mm-hmm. just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> There's Let, your responsibility. Right. Don't feel threatened. Right. Because this is why people fight. Yes. People fight classically because they feel as though they're not being heard. So now you have an individual that is, you know, really you feel judged, you know, you know, or or misrepresented. So yeah. then I need to defend, right. you know, myself to them. Well, what you're doing is just really escalating the situation. No, this isn't about then pointing blank. Yeah, but you started it. No, this is, would you, when you feel the questions, recognize that very possibly there's an individual there that just might be scared? Yes. It's easier to love a scared person rather than someone that you're, you know, um, passing a judgment of. Right you know, that you're thinking the worst of me. Yeah. So when I could say to you, Bob, you know, I said, you know what, what, we don't have to overanalyze this. I just might be tired, but in my sensitivity, I started to feel insecure, Yeah. you know, and that's just it. And then you got chatty with me and then we started talking. Then we can move towards one another. Yes. Then we can we love, kind of break the ice, you know, so to speak. one another. Yeah. But you see, this is redemptive love. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what scripture speaks about in second Corinthians five, you know, moving towards one another to reconcile, to involve yourself, you know, with another person's hurt and pain and to be able to stay there with them as long as it takes, because don't twist it and make it all about you. Exactly. So speaking of conditions, you know, we, I can learn how to develop my inside condition to be extremely good at respondability. And the first step is to be prepared to be accountable for my feelings because they come from my thoughts and my attitudes and they they help, the feelings help to identify and they actually fuel the limiting heart beliefs. And those heart beliefs that we have, um, so when you, you know, I talked about my fear, one of my core fears being fear of people. Um, and we've had podcasts where we talk about our survival skills as a child become our dysfunctions as an adult. And just because of the very birth order and because of my personality, it was my job to make sure my role in my family of origin is to make sure everyone's laughing and having fun and being happy. And so I feel secure when I'm doing my job. So that was, that's my, you know, initial growing up mindset paradigm that I come to. So when I have a weak moment, it goes down to, wait a minute, is everyone happy? Cause then I'm, then I'm okay. And so knowing that about myself and, and letting Jesus love me in those first introductions and even some of the painful traumas in my life, I come to a deeper understanding of who I am. And I believe that it's very important to remember that it's in these places that we really want to be loved. Yes. This is where we experience the love of God. And I believe that it's such an important role that we have in each other's lives of redemptive love that I don't move away from you, but rather I move towards you. Especially And this is where I want to really love you. Exactly. And so for me, with a fear of rejection, okay, so this morning, Audrey, you kind of, you know, bring up a point 
And right away, oh, you know, I could very easily, as I said earlier, make it about myself. And then I would want to shrink back. Why? Because there's a hint of not being wanted or a Mm. hint of failing. Mm. And so in our days, we can work so hard and we can become so over exhausted. Yes. I know of I know that you, you work hard and you give so much in the workplace. Those are your and you conditions. feel as though yes. when you come home you have nothing more. And I believe that it's such a scheme of the enemy just to wear us out for one another. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I just want to say this. Give one another a break. Stop making excuses to get out of pursuing one another in relationship. And so I want you to know how lovable you really are. And these are all the things that I've had to learn because of of just a a deep wound of rejection. Mm -hmm. And so when Audrey pursues me, it's not that I have failed her, but more that she actually wants to feel deeply connected with me. Yeah. And you know, it's so good when you talked about that love thing, because these are the areas we get to feel loved, but I love the word unconditional love. And we're talking about conditions today and that unconditional, no matter what the conditions, I'm going to love you. No Mm -hmm. matter how you're treating me, I'm going to love you. I'm going to, you know, that's what unconditional love really is. And so when I'm the most secure in in that love from God, that's when I'm best at respondability. Mm -hmm. Like the security makes the biggest difference for how good I am at responding. Yeah. And I'm willing to be vulnerable in the relationship simply because I want to increase the value of our satisfaction factor. Yeah, that's a good point. How's that? There's satisfaction factor. I want to invest in our satisfaction factor. That's a good one. That uh, I'm not going to allow conditions to rob me, but recognize that I have um, unlimited resources. Yes. And that there's a condition of my heart that I can be loved and I I can give and I can receive love. Exactly. And because we get to choose our thoughts and our feelings and our attitudes. And our, if we do our heart work, then we have to, even though I've done heart work, Bob, for years and years, and I've got those beliefs in my mind is that I am loved no matter what. When other I can be comfortable when other people aren't happy around me. Like that's one of the the beliefs that I put on my heart. Mm-hmm. But um, in all that, I still have to choose my feelings every day. Like yeah. I still, when it, you happen to not be chatty or something, I still have to choose my feelings of feeling secure. Because I choose where I am rooted. And I want to be deeply rooted yes. in the soil of God's love. He's the one that is actually my source. Yes. And he is the one that actually satisfies. And so I need to deal with my uh, disappointments. I need to deal with my limiting beliefs. My insecurities. Because the fruit of my life is just simply uh, an uh, an expression of where I am planted. So I don't want to be planted in fear. I don't want right. fear to be my fuel, no. but I want love to be my fuel. And the heart beliefs, you know, really is are the roots of my life. Yeah. The relationships that I have and the value in our love and love that I bring to others. Yeah, I love what you just said about rooting because you know, good conditions are when good conditions are around, it's easy to feel good. But when bad conditions cause, you know, good conditions and I feel good, bad conditions, I feel bad. Hmm. But if you those are the external, yeah, right. But if you've practiced being satisfied, like you're talking in the soil of God's love, 
I'm more likely to find satisfaction in both the good and the not so good conditions because I'm getting better, Bob, at catching them in those early stages and saying, wait a minute, this isn't an agreement with who God is in me mm-hmm. and that unconditional love that he gives me yeah, and where he's loved me even in my trauma mm-hmm. and my memories. Because Proverbs 17 speaks about the heart right. and it can become crooked when it's in conflict between what God has said, his truth mm-hmm. that he's placed in my heart and, and the, uh, the incongruence of the thoughts that I'm having. And so there's a real conflict there that's going on, which then creates a crooked heart. So no matter how much love the other person is trying to extend towards you because of your own woundedness, it becomes distorted and crooked. And it's almost as though it's you can't receive it. Yeah, exactly. And so this is heart work that we're talking about. Yeah. And if once you you get those beliefs, like I, I just kind of brushed by mine, but one of my heart beliefs is I'm comfortable even when others aren't happy around me. That's been hard for me, but now it's there. It's mm. I'm comfortable even when others aren't around me. I, I And when you practice, you know, choosing the feelings that agree with those new beliefs, then righteousness and joy and peace is just ours because of the kingdom inheritance. And you practice it so much that you just begin to be thankful and appreciate during good times and bad, you know, unwanted and wanted times, because now you're in the driver's seat in every condition. And that's what I was trying to get to with, with this whole respondability in perfect conditions. I want to be in the driver's seat, no matter what the condition is around me. I want my inside condition to be so in line with, wow, you know what? I feel secure always, Mm -hmm. you know? I might have a moment here and there, but generally speaking, I'm Mm -hmm. loved unconditionally. And and this is a real yieldedness and a surrender to the leading of of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we can develop the skill of respondability and the skill of choosing security in all circumstances. Mm -hmm. Last week, we gave the illustration of a car. Yeah, that's true. And so I was... Uh, reading in Proverbs 4.18, and you'll know the verse. Yeah. Um, and it simply says this, you know, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. Yeah. It shines brighter and brighter until the new day. Yeah. Um, the path of the righteous is a straight path, uh-huh. the opposite of that which is crooked. Another definition for the word righteous that you've heard us speak about is that as it should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so again, the the richness of the word of God is so real. And as I was looking at it, it also has to do with helping someone in need. Hmm. Okay. When it speaks about the righteousness of God, when it speaks about his righteousness in my life, you can't live righteous without it influencing other people. And so what I want to do is to be extremely compassionate and generous to others. So it's not just my condition, but when I'm caring for the inside condition of my heart in life, now all of a sudden I become more compassionate and I become more generous with you because that is the straight path of That's the so righteous good. that becomes brighter and brighter as unto noonday. Yeah. And so as God is healing my heart, Audrey, as you're saying, I'm doing the heart work. Yeah. Then my relationships must improve. Right. 
If my relationships aren't improving, then I am extremely selfish and I am making it about me. But when I embrace his righteousness and there's this divine exchange of my broken, crooked heart for his righteousness, for as it should be, then my relationships with you can't but get better. Wow, that is that is really cool. So, I mean, this is just inspiring to do the heart work. Like, I hope you're hearing this because um, God wants to love you unconditionally. He, like, you, it's not that we're asking you to be perfect or mm. like any of those things, but... But it's, as you were saying, it's his realities. Yes. You know, really becoming mine. You, you're, you spoke about it is my alignment. Yes. See, I'm aligning myself to him. Yeah, because the kingdom is just righteousness, peace, and joy. So I always think of that righteousness as being that alignment, mm-hmm. you know, with his opinion and right. his perspective and with faith to see things like he sees them. But what you said was so cool. But then I'm righteous then yeah. in that. Yes. And it brings along with it a capacity of compassion compassion and generosity for you. Now I've got a large space. Right. Now I have, now I become extremely safe for you. Yes. So good. Because when we are completely loved, then we are satisfied. I'm a satisfied We're a satisfied one. Yes. And you know what? Our satisfaction and, sec- and security, I keep going to that word security because if I'm secure, I'm going to be a good responder. Mm-hmm. Your satisfaction and security is not contingent on your condition. <laughs> Say that 10 times There's fast. There's a tongue twister yeah, for you. seriously. But when you get to this level of respondability, Bob, when you're okay, satisfied yeah. and you're secure every day, mm-hmm. all day long, this is where the, the, I want to get to. Satisfied and secure. Wow. Okay. Are my you kidding in- me? That's like the best. Yeah. When you get to this level of responsibility, when you're satisfied and secure, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. When you find a way to be less conditional about even how you feel, you're home free because now you can find satisfaction in any and all conditions. And then that feeling you're talking about of joy and peace can grow and grow and grow and grow. And in a matter of minutes, you can gather momentum mm-hmm. and you're in, you'll get invincible wherever you go, so that people that used to yank your chain or push your buttons or pull your triggers or get a rise out of you, you will just find you less reactive because you're no longer reacting to the conditions because the negative momentum didn't get strong enough to invoke your reaction. Now you're just surprisingly delightful Hmm. all the time. Hmm. Boy, that, you know, it's really coming out that secure and satisfied. Like I think secure is just as important as satisfying. Oh, yeah. You know? Because yeah. it's when I get insecure that yeah. my respondability level just yeah. goes down. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm not good at it anymore. Yeah. And just give each other a break. Seriously. <laughs> and just recognize that we're all working through stuff. Yeah. And this is why relationships are so valuable. So when you hear the phrase, he'll never leave me or forsake me, all of a sudden that becomes so comforting mm-hmm. and then recognize that then in my marriage to be able to say to you, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm able to look you in the eye and be able to say, you're my gift. You're my gift. You're not my problem. And we might, you know, have a little bit of fear, you know, triggering one another, but seeing beyond that, Oh, Mm -hmm. I can love you there because Mm -hmm. I know who you are. And I can honestly say we really are better together. The very fact that you listen and invest in this podcast tells me that you are really walking in love and you're putting, you're putting effort 
time in in, in just wanting to be really good at relationships yeah. and being resp- having great responsibility. Great responsibility. It's all it's all about being secure and satisfied. Mm-hmm. Those are your that's the ultimate inside condition. Mm-hmm. I'm so satisfied and I'm so secure. Yeah. And that just makes you that invincible responder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 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 And a few just- tongue twisters in here, but I think we made it through. <laughs> And just remember how joy is yeah. a strength to you. Yes. That we really are a people of hope. And I've said this over the last, you know, several podcasts, and I just feel like saying it again and again. We are, you are a person of hope. You have joyful, confident anticipation. You are coming into an alignment and agreement with what your father says about you to be true. And because of that, you have great responsibility for Mm -hmm. others. And what you're doing is that you're choosing to process life differently. Mm -hmm. And you're not living life reactionary to the external limiting conditions. But you're beginning to find you know, the hope, the the gratitude of limitless possibilities in God. Audrey, before we go, I do want you to share a story. Oh, okay. Uh, Which this, one? This morning when we are out sitting, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we're actually having a conversation. Yes. <laughs> did did you remember. forget about yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a morning conversation with Janelle. Yes. And it was just one wow. that uh, was just so, so it was just uh, encouraging. Maybe, it yes. was because uh, the yeah. more Janelle does a lot of hard work. Yeah. And when, when, you, when someone's doing a lot of hard work, you hear a particular word a lot. And I noticed it a lot with Janelle and Mm -hmm. it was this morning, she's, you know, got a three month old baby and she's not sleeping, you know, as much as she used to. And, you know, she's got some challenges. She's learning to be a mom. But anyway, I cannot, I cannot tell you how many times she goes, I said, hi, Janelle, how are you doing? Oh, I am so thankful this happened. Then two seconds later, oh, and you know what, my, I just so appreciated when this happened and I'm so thankful for this. And I, I said to you, I said, how many times can a person say thankful, thankful. and I appreciate this so uh-huh. much? And I was like, what an indicator yeah. of your heart beliefs mm-hmm. that you are choosing great thoughts. Yeah. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I love this song that I that I love. There's a song called This Is the Day That the Lord Has Made. And I mean, there's many versions of this song. I used to sing it in the 70s, but this one that I've been listening to lately, every second, every minute, every hour, every minute that I'm in it, I will, I will remember that this is the day the Lord has made and I am going to rejoice and Mm. I am going to be glad in it. Mm -hmm. And that is just a great way to love life. And when you love life, life loves you right back. Yeah. So as you go into your day, recognize this, that you are fully and completely loved. You lack nothing. You might be going into extremely limiting conditions, Mm -hmm. but remember this. Your feelings are limitless. Yeah. And no matter where you go. No matter where you go. There you are with all those great feelings. (laughs) And so you you are an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Bring life, light, and joy wherever you go. Thank you for joining us, you guys. We can't wait for next time. And we just think you're the best. Yes. Have a great week. Bye-bye.